1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers drop points for the first time this season at Livingston Neil Lennon says Celtic are disappointed to face coronavirus charges And Lyndon Dykes is on his way to QPR I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans It's one all on the calamity front now for Celtic and Rangers But no catastrophes yet On the day that Livy couldn't play their number one asset And their number one goalkeeper It was a couple of points dropped by Steve even Gerard's side A careless calamity But In general terms These artificial pitches Are awful to play on Awful to look at On television And it's awful to think That 25% Of our top division Is made up Of them They are a pain In the artificial grass Oh just as well You said that you. It's a good win For St Mirren At Aki's Taking three points Callum Davison Gets his first win As St Johnson manager Dundee United Good form continues Gordon and Rangers drop an important two points I'm expecting a busy night 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch And let us know what is on your mind What did you make of your team's performance At the weekend Most of them played Not them all of course I think we all know why But most of them played So tell us what you made of it And if we're looking forward Champions League qualification action For Celtic tomorrow So 01419511025 Don't hang about Give us a call Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB Always put you on the spot At five past six Four past six On a Monday night And ask you for your result Your goal And your howler Of the weekend Hugh Keevans Take us away Well Goal Call Donaldson For Ross County In a weekend Where there were Not that many goals at all And a few outstanding ones I thought his Half volley Was terrifically executed uh, Result Of the weekend Was the team who beat Called Donaldson's side Dundee United Really Players who are working For Mickey Mellon The manager And already I'm looking forward to Dundee United Against Celtic On Saturday evening And That leaves me With the howler Sorry Stuart (laughs) Finlay It's you That pass back To the goalkeeper That never made it To the goalkeeper And let Michael O'Halloran in To score for St Johnson And defeat Kilmarnock yeah, I'm going for the result of the weekend Livingston If you take a point off of uh, any of the old firm It has to be considered a really good performance And it was I'm going for Nicky Clark On the pitch, four minutes, Gordon The significance, Poacher's goal Hit the far corner uh, He managed to get the three point for his team And uh, the howler And I hate to say this just in case I bump into his father I'm going for Ross Millen The, the straight red card It kind of changed the complexion of the game and uh, unfortunately for him, Gordon, there was no dispute. It was a clear red card. All right, 01419511025. Lots to discuss on a Monday night, as always. All the weekend's big talking points. We're here until 8 o'clock and we're waiting for you. 01419511025. Let's do it as we tend to do in reverse order, if you like. Uh, start with the most recent game, which was yesterday, the Tony Macaroni Arena, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. So much. Pre-match narrative about the potential And it was always only that The potential for Rangers to be 11 points clear of Celtic By the time Celtic play again And of course that's now unlikely to be the case Because Rangers dropped points yesterday But it won't be the case 
Yeah, I, mean, I said that Rangers would wipe the floor with Libby. I think I get away with it. Um, yeah, no, no one have noticed because <laughs> no, it's, it's sort of character for yeah, you. So. I, I think I get away with it. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, I think it is a really careless result, as I said, on uh, Rangers' part. Um, at various stages in the match, they had Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent, Kemar Roof, and Cedric Eaton on the park. Now, they were wiping the floor with Livingston all the way until they had sight of goal. And at that point, Rangers had no quality. So those four players are very expensive. Uh, and you would have thought that a goal would have been in there somewhere. And I'm not blaming the artificial surface because Rangers had about 80% of possession. Uh, they were not up to it when it came to scoring. Yeah, without doubt, Gordon, they dominated the ball to a certain degree. Uh, they lacked tempo, intensity. And uh, when it got to the final third, the creativity just was not there on the day. I, I can recall three uh, chances. Barisic's free kick. Um, Morelos' header, which he gets all wrong at the back post. And uh, the dying minutes, I think, uh, Ryan Kent has got to hit the target. So, But for the dominance that they had of the ball... I agree with you in terms of dropping two points and it's significant because obviously Celtic losing two points to Kamarnock you want to try and capitalise on that and it's uh, definitely two points missed Right, that's where Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray thought it went wrong for Rangers yesterday and of course credit to Livingston because they put in a terrific defensive shift but where did it go wrong for you? 0141 Stephen Gerrard says it was because the match winners didn't show up he was frustrated uh, but he says many of his players didn't do a lot wrong I'm frustrated that we haven't took maximum points you know, that was the intention to come here and, and win the game so frustrated from that point of view I don't think we've done an awful lot wrong except not being able to find that moment of quality or that moment of magic in the final third you know from a defensive point of view our keepers untroubled we've dominated the, the ball possession we've done all the dirty work really well and we've got into some really really good areas for all of the game but we haven't been able to find the breakthrough we started with a lot of good players on the pitch added a lot of good players to it um, but we just couldn't find the answer in the final third but we knew they were going to have a lot of men behind the ball be organised we knew they were going to try and waste time we knew they were going to hide the balls from the side of the pitch that's what teams try and do but we have to accept that and um, we, we need to be better but we've only got ourselves to blame in terms of the missed opportunity today but a lot of players in the team done done the jobs today and done really well but our match winners haven't turned up today that's what's happened the match winners haven't shown up today that was the verdict from Stephen Gerrard what did you make of it David in Cumbernauld? Uh, hi panel Hello Hi David uh, uh, I think it's time for the excuses to stop This the thing about oh, It's a plastic pitch So Olivia's so got the advantage We can't have excuses in these, this season anymore Kent and Barker were the only good players In that entire game for me We really missed Rebo's pace around the sides The midfield looked completely directionless And the, the worst thing of all was if the two teams, Rangers and Libby, Livingston looked more likely to score for you open play than us. David, uh, David, so David, 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 they'd one shot uh, to my recollection, and that was a shot from inside their own half. I don't think they'd actually an opportunity out with that. Going back to your point about the, the surface, I don't know anybody from Rangers that's actually come out and says the surface was to blame for the result. If you listen to the manager, what he said there, now he actually blamed. Uh, the quality in the final third, the big players, they didn't turn up on the day. So I, I'm looking at that and the, and they're basically saying, for me, mm. that was why they didn't win the game. Nothing to do with the pitch. David, how disappointing was it 
It's always disappointing to drop points But in the context of what everyone's been saying About Celtic dropping points already And the chance to take advantage and all the rest of it How disappointing was it that it blew up on the first weekend? I think it, it comes down to that I still think Rangers are missing That one wee bit of Buckle down And get through these types of games Well, of course you're going to get teams That are going to sit back I'm not uh, saying Livingston shouldn't do that That's their, their priority to do that uh, but you, us as the the richer team, no disrespect to Livingston, we've got to be able to find those moments of creativity to get past the Livingston defenders. It's all well and good for Tav to bomb up the sides there and fling in crosses all day. He could have done that for two years and he wouldn't have got a goal. It's just, I think we're lacking that last wee bit of magic I just don't know where it's going mm. to come from. I think what David fears and many Rangers supporters fear is that this is the rerun of an old movie. This is the Rangers of the, the two seasons prior to this under Stephen Gerrard where they have promised so much and delivered nothing in terms of the league title. Um, I think that Rangers yesterday, like Celtic the weekend before on the plastic pitch at Rugby Park, could have played all day and not scored uh, And that is A failing But As I say The point is About Rangers They will have to show This is not a rerun Of an old movie Because Celtic would recover From those mistakes And go on As they did last season Regroup And be all the better for it But Rangers have to prove That it's not The rerun of the movie Where They flatter to deceive and then drop points in places where you least expect them to What can you do then, Alex? Because none of this is a surprise You know Livingston are going to put in an almighty shift You know they'll get men behind the ball at times And as David said, to be fair That is that is not even close to criticism In fact, it's no. the opposite Because they're so well organised And they work extremely hard But you know what's going to happen uh, You know the pitch is not made of grass We've been down this road many, many times before Again, not a surprise So... What, what do you do? What do you have to do differently? You know, it's all right saying the match winners didn't show up. So is, is that is that it then? Is it just down to individuals not being at it on the day? How do you make sure that doesn't happen? Because as Hugh says, there was a familiarity about that yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you're, what can you do about it as a manager? You can mix it up a little bit. You can throw in your subs hoping to try and change it. When you look at the shape, Gordon, it was different yesterday to the previous few games. Hugh, they played a four-two-three-one where they had uh, Jack and Kamara. Unfortunately Rebo wasn't available So they put Arfield in Who was more Of a central one Trying to break from The central areas They didn't have that Natural width Whether it be uh, Arebo or Haji uh, On the right hand side And they just lacked That fluency They didn't get it going at all And it kind of Became mundane It was very Tippy tappy And I think When you're playing against A block of a four uh, Defenders The midfield five You have to shift it quick Or get down the sides mm. They didn't do it often enough Gordon and it became pedestrian And even when they threw on the, their strikers But I think Stephen Gerrard will have to reflect on it as well Because when you look at the, their back line You're playing with one striker You could quite easily have sacrificed one of the midfielders And then put another one up That occupies the whole back line So which, when, you, when you say what You mean Jack or Kamara You don't well, think they were both needed? Well, no, well I actually think Because if you had to sacrifice say Arfield and then put another striker on You still play with the two Gordon And then go and let them dictate And allow them to get down the sides you still got the protection And it frees up both your wing backs To fire forward You know so you could have got Tavernier and Barisic Bombing forward Two to occupy their back line And then you'd have had another body mm. Up through the middle Because like the caller said David When the balls are coming into the box You've only got one striker 
So at least when you're firing balls in, you've got people who are going to go and compete, one across the face, one hit in the middle to back post. And I just think it became so overloaded in the middle of the park. And I think it was screaming out for width. And then once they got to that area, you need to get bodies in the box. David and Cumbernauld, thank you very much for kicking us off tonight. Stephen Gerrard says the disappointment feels different to dropping points last season. He is happier with the squad at the moment. He says, no panicking, just working harder to try and break teams down. It feels different now. It feels like we've got more options. Uh, it feels like we've got better quality. But, you know, some of that quality has only just arrived. Um, so, you know, we need to keep working, keep getting better, keep improving. Um, you know, I'm not really one who looks back, really. Um, but this result isn't helpful to us. You know, we wanted to build on our good start of the season. We've had a lot of praise for that. So I'm sure people are going to point fingers and say we didn't have enough today to, to break Livingston down. We have to accept that. We've said to them, look, re- remain calm. You know, more often than not, they get a lot of praise, a lot of credit for winning those games of football. But that's the reason why we've brought them to Rangers for games like this when it's tight and you're just looking for that moment. We, we'll keep working hard. We've got a full week now into the next game. We're going to face a similar challenge, you know, an organised team uh, in Kilmarnock. But we need to work harder on our relationships and our quality in the final third because we got into the final third an awful lot of times today. We never tested the keeper enough in the first 45 minutes. And um, it was a little bit too little too late. We we only really pushed and looked like we were going to score for real in the final 15-20 minutes. That's not enough. Brian is in Suffolk. Where did it go wrong for you, Brian? Oh, God, where did I start? (laughs) Whatever you like. (laughs) Steve Gerrard comes on and says he's frustrated. Why is he not angry? We're all frustrated. I'm raging, absolutely raging with those tactics he deployed, uh, deployed yesterday. It's just horrendous. It's the same. And Hugh's right. I don't often agree with you. But he's right. This is the same old, same old start again. It's just, I mean, I just don't understand where the guy's coming from. I really don't. We've got Jack and Kamara in the middle. Jack's not the same player he was last year. He keeps giving the ball away. I don't know why why he kept the two of them on at the same time against one man up front. I mean, I'm not a football manager. I've been a Rangers supporter all my life, and it hurts. It really hurts to see what they're doing. It seems every time they get a chance to go in front of Celtic, their bottle goes. Why why that is, it's inbred. And it really, really... uh, And that's for bringing Brandon Barker on. We've got three wingers we're letting go. Jordan Jones... Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Middleton and Jamie Murphy Who are far better than Brandon Barker I don't understand this, I really don't Well Brian, the, the previous caller David A fellow Ranger supporter of yours uh, Said he thought that only Brandon Barker and Ryan Kent played Yeah but me and Gordon well, I was like looking over to Gordon to raise my I didn't, get the, I didn't get the chance to revisit it. it I just wonder if that was even a, a slip of the tongue Because he was, he was brought on for a start You know, He wasn't Let's go by uh, that Brian's anger is apparent And uh, I think Stephen Gerrard is a great face for a poker table I think Because yeah. he, he delivered everything yesterday With his usual composure But I think Brian That when he goes into the dressing room You find out his true feelings Because he's not going to throw players under a bus For the benefit of live television uh, But I do believe he would have made his feelings known In the dressing room Because uh this season of all seasons This 10 in a row thing Has cast a shadow Over everything You've got Stephen Gerrard Saying there uh, He's told the players To keep calm Keep calm There are over 30 games Still to be played By Rangers yet And I, I read in the newspaper At the weekend That Callum McGregor From Celtic Talking about There is no panic At Celtic Of course there isn't They've got over 30 odd games To play yet But 
Ten in a row is casting a shadow over everything. Brian? Can I come back in? Of course you can. Yeah. The other thing I get as well is that this tippy-tappy, and Alec mentioned it, tippy-tappy stuff. Uh, across the back, to Jack, back again. Into Kamara, back again. It's just, it's just, it's horrible to watch. Absolutely. They may, they may have retention of the ball, but they're doing nothing with it. They're wasting Hadji out of position. I, I just, I just think it's all so disorganised. And it really, really is beginning to highlight Gerard's, uh What's the, what's the word? An experience. Well, he's... he's and, uh, uh, I'm beginning to not lose faith, but I'm beginning to get worried, to be honest. I don't think he's entitled to inexperience now. He's been... This is his third season as Rangers manager uh, after a stellar playing career, so I don't think inexperience is quite accurate. He's but, had millions of pounds to get players, that he, his own players in. But the weekend, that's, that's the the weekend before... The, the weekend before, when uh, Rangers took three offs at Mern going on six or seven, uh, everything was fine. Um, so I wouldn't go that far. Hugh, I wouldn't say everything was fine. They did bad periods against the mum as well. Well, they, they, you know, Rangers had gone to uh, it's a much different challenge, though, isn't it? Rangers had gone to Livy yesterday. Three league games in the bounce, not a goal conceded. It, it is a, a big mistake. They made a big mistake yesterday, and as I say, at various stages in the match, they had Kamar Roof, they had Cedric Eaton, they had Alfredo Morelos, and they had Ryan Kent. I mean, these players, Morelos. Didn't cost a fortune But the four of them together Have cost a few million quid yeah. And they simply didn't deliver uh, there, there most certainly be a, a source of frustration For everyone concerned with Rangers I understand Brian's uh, feelings there I think everyone that I've spoken to Over the last 24 hours Is frustrated that You know You're looking at that It's an opportunity To kind of get the three points Gordon It doesn't happen But when you keep going back If you're playing out to the right back Back to the centre back To the other centre back And out there I could actually Cover the space in there Because the ball's not moving at enough pace to trouble anyone And w- if you look at the last 15 minutes When there is a little spark You've got them on the back foot But that has to be for the off And it has to be a sustained period So that you're overwhelming the opposition They weren't tested enough And I think that's a frustrating thing uh, Brian in Suffolk Thanks very much for getting in touch tonight Hopefully we will speak to you soon Charlie's also a Rangers fan Let's squeeze this one in before the travel What about you Charlie? What was your verdict after yesterday? Yeah, uh, old fashioned words scunnered You know Sitting there watching it yesterday Oh, unbelievable I want to talk to Hugh If you don't mind He's listening Hugh Yeah I phoned you two seasons ago Right And Rangers get beat by Livingston And you turned around and said eh, There's no disgrace to get beat by Livingston eh, Celtic were getting bad results With them and all And all this carry on But since then The money that we have spent Is unbelievable I mean we went out there yesterday And it was you said You took the words out of my mouth it's the same old picture. It's back to square one again with two seasons ago. Morelos, as Chris Boyd said, was standing in the middle of the box waiting for the ball to come. That was all he was doing. Stoning there. He said he should be taking players out of position, trying to do this, trying to do that. But all he was doing was stoning there. He keeps on playing Morelos. The guy's supposed to be Ofsky, right? And they brought the two new strikers on, right? And I watched that big kind of tall one. I forgot what his name is, right? Uh, he came on second. And he was stowing the middle of the box. He got the ball and he didn't know what to do with it. Uh, and I thought, hope I should know where the things to come. Uh, they done absolutely nothing, these two strikers, when they come on. Absolutely nothing. And uh, as far as um, and the top striker is getting sailed to Queen's Park Rangers, he wasn't even playing. You know what I mean? It's see if he'd been playing. They'd probably get beat 
Well, I mean, that's, uh, a, that's a big great chance because he nearly kicked the ball right out of the top of the goalkeeper and into the goals. Well, as Alex said, that, that was the one and only chance in the game. Uh, you know, Cedric Eaton and Kamar Roof, uh, first appearance on the park for Rangers. As I say, you can put that together with Morelos and Kent and wonder why Rangers didn't score a goal. It was carelessness, uh, a lack of quality in the final third, etc., etc. But I do think that Rangers and Celtic have to be cut a bit of slack here. We are in the season's infancy and, you know, the, the fans of both sides are desperate for this league title to be won. And I, I, I think everyone needs to calm down a little bit. Rangers were careless yesterday. They did not play well enough in the final third and they paid the price. The previous weekend, Celtic were the team who could have played all day and not scored against Kilmarnock but I think everyone needs to calm down just a little So will you stop preferring to draws as a calamity and defeats as a catastrophe then? Because if everyone else has to calm down (laughs) No, 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 no. that's showbiz You're the one that stirs it up Alex, (laughs) what did you make it, Charlie's point? I'm in the entertainment industry No, listen, Gordon, he's absolutely right I think there's a source of frustration and uh, I think everyone, as I said you know, they're looking at that they're looking at I think it's a bit early to, to say that it's the same movie because you're only a couple of games in you know, the first three games have negotiated relatively well. They've struggled up at Aberdeen in recent times as well. Not great uh, form up there. Managed to get a win. So I think if we're four or six games down the line and it's a similar theme, Gordon, then it's obviously the same. Would movie. you make any judgment on the likes of Roof or Eaton or is it, too, is it too early to do that? Gordon, it's very difficult to come into that game. The, the, I think the way the game had panned out, I think for Roof, I think Roof's a wee bit behind in terms of fitness work. I would expect a little bit more for Eton because he's coming off a league campaign where he scored a, f- a load of goals. So I would expect a little bit more of him. Okay, thank you to Charlie. 01419511025 to get your call in. And we're going to give you the thoughts of Celtic manager Neil Lennon after these. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's speak to John, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What have you got for us tonight, John? Well, I'm not what I got heard is the Rangers are going to go 11 points clear they won the next three games, right? It didn't happen. If they have got two points to make, they played Aberdeen the first game of the season and they. The two main strikers were sitting in the, in the stand. It was one nothing, not ten nothing, one nothing. And Alex is a good result, all right. They've got a bit of a bogey hanging up the other team. So the main strikers are sitting in the stand. Maybe if they'd been on cross cross goal and the other boy may have been a draw. They go to the game yesterday. Main strikers sitting in the stand and they couldn't they couldn't get a result. They, they, they drew. They were going to the Rangers team yesterday. They've got three guys there it's worth thirty million and they couldn't score a goal. They couldn't get a goal at that twenty three. I'm alright, it's early days for them two boys. But roll, roll on to Celtic. See the team, Celtic meet Rangers. My two, my two forwards are going to be in fire. Now, they're going to be Edward and this other boy playing up front. When I, when I meet Rangers, you'll scud them. Now, I, I was a wee bit worried going 11, 11 points behind. But after watching that, that drush yesterday, I'm not going to be worried about Rangers. It'll be 10 in a row, mate. That's my point tonight. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot yeah, in there. Um, yeah. First of all, Stephen Gerrard didn't mention 11 points in front of Celtic. Uh, I keep on saying this, this is a journalistic device People say Do you realise that By the time Celtic played Dundee United At half past five On Saturday evening There could be 11 points Behind Rangers Stephen Gerrard Didn't say that So You know You have to un- understand The difference between What people write In newspapers 
and what managers say in newspapers or on radio or television. So that's not down to Stephen Gerrard. You know, John, I love your enthusiasm, but you've made a series of assumptions yeah. that, you know, everything will be fine and uh, Albion Ayeti will hit the ground running and he and Edward will form a great partnership. It's an assumption and you may very well be right, John, but on you go. They're playing two teams there that's not got strikers. They played Aberdeen and the two main strikers are sat in the stand and one one nothing. They played that, that, that team yesterday and Dykes is ready to go to Queen's Park Rangers, no striker, and they couldn't beat him. What does that say for the rest of the season? <laughs> to be fair, Alex, I wonder though, if think about the way the game was going yesterday. Rangers' failure to get the three points was nothing really to do with who was up front for Livy. What what happened at that end of the pitch had nothing to do with the yeah, games. You know, it was about the failure to break Livy down. So whether Lyndon Dykes played or not, it may have given them an out an out ball, Gordon, and he may have caused a few problems. The, the biggest problems for me was that Rangers could not carve a clear cut opportunity, and mm. I think that's the thing. But I love John's enthusiasm because he's come on here and talking about. Rangers can't score here. They can't score there. Yet they go to Kilmarnock and all these superstars that we hear about Celtic can't score. So you know it's all swings and roundabouts, John. Well, before they get any further, they did score. Christie scored. So just in case John jumps up and down, um, but as I say, there are over thirty games to go for the pair of them. And John, you may very well be right. And ten in a row may be an absolute stick on. But you're going to have to wait a few more games to find out. Sure, come back on. See in a couple of weeks' time, and Celtic get up, maybe above Rangers, and we'll start with two games in hand, and we'll 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 end two games to fall back on, and we'll go about seven points clear before Christmas. That's what's going to happen. I'll come back on before Christmas. Yeah, you, you, you might be right. I, I, I just I like the bold prediction. That's all it is. Uh, John, thank you very much. Let's hear from Neil Lennon. He's disappointed the club's been charged by the SPFL after Bolly Bolingoli's trip to Spain. He says they've done everything in their power, uh, but they will hold their hands up and accept a punishment if someone proves otherwise. Disappointed for the club. You know, I think we've done, like I said last week, I think we've been at the forefront of, um, you know, Getting the game up and running, you know, all the procedures, all the protocols, you know, and it's down to the actions of one individual, really. Um, but, like I said last week, we'll hold our hands up and say, if we are accountable, we'll, we'll have to accept that and, um, you know, take it and move on. Well, look, what we don't want is the game to shut down again or any more sort of um, mishaps, if you want to call it that. We've had two clubs now, Aberdeen and ourselves, you know, embroiled in this. I, th- I think it's unfortunate from our point of view, you know, from my point of view as a manager, from my, pl- you know, the majority of the players here and my staff, uh, we've worked really, really hard tirelessly and, and people at the club as well. Um, so from our point of view, you know, we- we'll still try and set the highest of standards as we possibly can. Hugh, this one's obviously going to rumble on and on until uh-huh. we find out what punishment is handed to the Aberdeen eight and to Bolling Ball and Golly and, and what the future holds for the players and so on. I'm not convinced there's a whole lot new to say on it now I feel like we've we've given it a good going over in the last few well, days but what do you make of Neil Lennon's reaction? I think he's absolutely correct uh, I see that Ron Gordon the new owner of Hibs is the latest uh, to come out and say that he believes that points should be deducted from my purely personal point of view I think that would be desperately unfair when all of the clubs in the Premiership entered into a pact with the SPFL and the SFA, it was to ensure, to the very best of their ability, that all of their grounds and all of their training facilities would be biosecure hubs. And I believe that they've all 
played their part and delivered on their promise. I repeat, if a Celtic player or an Aberdeen player goes into Sucky Hall Street or Union Street and commits a breach of the peace, they get hammered by the football authorities and by uh, the, the courts. But the clubs don't get punished and, and nor should they Yeah the problem with these And this is not even me disagreeing with you But the problem with all these comparisons That people keep doing In your hypothetical world The breach of the peace on Socky Hall Street Wouldn't lead to the suspension of football games Yeah but I still believe That the clubs entered into a pact And they are paying good money To make sure that all of their grounds And all of their training facilities Are safeguarding the health of their players And every employee of the club and I just think it, it it's far too easy an argument to say, oh, deduct points. Why? Yeah, I, I think uh, Neil Lennon's right in what he says there, the club will accept. I think more likely going to be a financial penalty, Gordon. I don't think points uh, will, will wash. Um, and uh, the clubs are doing everything in their power. And when people step out of that, I think it should boil down to the individual because, um, you know, the cl- as I said, the clubs are trying to do the bio... So that everybody's looked after We've been to the matches the, the, the kind of temperature gauges You know the segregation The red zones The amber zones They are trying everything To keep this uh, Going in the right direction And because you were the government At the moment Gordon We're actually at the place Where one more hit mm. Then we're all closed down uh, Neil Lennon also talking about Tomorrow's Champions League qualifier He says they've tried to make the most Of having their last two games postponed He says one-legged ties in Europe Have been exciting uh, But he would still prefer them To be over two legs We've dealt with as best we can And we've moved on So we're very much looking forward to playing It's been a little bit disruptive But you've got to make the best out of it You know So we've had a good week's training Team selected So we're just looking forward to you know, a good good amount of games now to really get our teeth into. Do you like these one-legged ties? Watching them last week in Europa League and the Champions League, which is giving that kind of real um, different feel to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, it's it's the new norm, really, isn't it? You know, again, UEFA have made made it possible. Um, they've been exciting. There's no question of that. But um, if you're on the, the other end of a defeat, then I'm I'm sure it's pretty hard to consume sometimes. Um, it's thrown up a lot of strange and you know different types of games. You know, even the game last night, I thought it was a great game to watch. I thought Man United were very unfortunate not to come to the other side of a victory, but that happens in football. Me personally would much prefer the two-legged first, but um, we know what we have to to do, and um, we know what lies ahead of us if we negotiate Reykjavik. We're going to get our first look in terms of Scottish interest, our first look at this one-legged European tie. So what impact do you think it'll have? Let us know. 0141 I don't think there's any margin for error for Celtic tomorrow. Uh, I think you have to be perfectly truthful. Uh, K.R. Reykjavik may be enjoying good times in their country and Icelandic football at international level is not to be laughed at, not by a long way. However... We have to accept it's a 90-minute one-off for Celtic because of exceptional circumstances. No point in getting on about I'd rather have two legs. You can't. So concentrate on what you have to do. Celtic have a, a team which will either have players who cost them millions of pounds or who are valued at millions of pounds. They simply have to deliver tomorrow night and move on to the next stage where they are also at home. It, it, Celtic... The, the Champions League is a must for Celtic, I think, in hard financial yeah. terms because it will pay for so much and undo 
so much of the financial damage that has been done by COVID-19 I'm not going to compare Reykjavik to Barcelona or anything like that Alex But yeah. speaking in general terms based on, on what you've kind of witnessed And how you think it might affect our teams What 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 is different about a one-legged tie? Well, what have you learned? Well, personally, I think the underdogs have a better chance, Gordon. I think over two legs, I feel as if the uh, the, the quality tends to shine. Um, you look at the, the the both Manchester clubs going to his favourites, and, and then came unstuck because of good technical play uh, by the Spaniards, and then last night as well. Uh, so, I look at that, Gordon, and, and Hugh's absolutely right. The money that's available. In the Champions League is astonishing. I was looking wow. at some of the figures for the clubs, the smaller clubs, your Genks, your Bruges, uh, your Dy- Dynamo Kievs. You know, you're looking at anything for between twenty-five and thirty million pounds just to kind of get to that group stage. It's a remarkable amount of money, and it makes a big difference. Let's speak to Alex in Sandy Hills. What's on your mind tonight, Alex? How are you doing, Gordon? Oh. Alex and Chew. Oh, all good, all good. A wee couple of wee things. Chew, first of all, I heard you talking. I was watching the Rangers game yesterday. You were saying that I played all day and not scored. And then you went back to saying the same as Celtic command last week. I believe it was one each, was it not? Yeah, but the Celtic no score at command. Yeah, I've made that point. With, I didn't uh, hear you saying that. Sorry. Yeah, well, there, there you are. I made the no, point sir. that Ryan Christie scored the goal. Yes, but, but once into the second half, uh, Celtic could have played all day and not scored. Did you watch the match yourself, Alec? I didn't for a stupid thing with Julian. But with win the match, don't forget the stupid thing he pulled the guy down and gave a penalty kick away. That would have prevented the game from going 1-1 After that it's in anybody's hands Because as you could see Alec At 1-1 Celtic just could not fashion a proper chance at goal I, but I still think that uh, if he never gets It doesn't matter anyway It's just to give the penalty away and that's uh, Right what I was, I was on your thinks here Alex as well Is a uh, if Celtic had played their two games, do you think they'd be sitting at the top of the league and eight and goal average? Uh, think they've won those games? I think there's a, a strong possibility, Alex, mm. that, you know, what is it, plus three at the moment. So yeah. if you yeah. win the two games, I would suggest that Celtic would probably score more than three goals. So yeah. uh, I think it'd be levelling points going into, mm. uh, Level as it currently stands. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of these things, uh, Celtic drop points, and you were saying there a week later, Rangers drop points. So nobody knows what's going to happen here. I think I, like, I actually think that you know, I think because of where it's at, we Rangers and Celtic enjoy eight thousand fans going to Livingston, you know, so they they get that kind of backing. It makes such a difference when you know you're up against it. You get a little bit of momentum. The fans are right behind you, even away from home. Mm-hmm. And and I just think that if you look at the both games over the last two weekends, now we don't know how it's going to pan out down the road, but exactly. it be, it became very kind of. Bogged down No fluency And, and listen I'm not, I'm, Rangers and Celtic Have to find ways To beat these type of teams the, And it doesn't matter Whether you're playing on AstroTurf You have to find a way And I know, I know what you're saying Alex But at the same time Prior to this season When fans wasn't even a, a consideration Yesterday was exactly the type of performance We've seen from Rangers at Livingston And last week was exactly the type of performance We've yeah. seen from Celtic at Kilmarnock are we, are we getting a bit bogged down Because these are strange times And and maybe even forgetting as well The part that the opposition play in it They're yeah. so well organised Do they get an, Are they able to use the fact That they play on that surface Yes, that's not me saying yeah, it's an excuse it But clearly it's a different challenge Because the performances at the home grounds Are very different from when they go to Celtic Park or Ibrox But I know there's an extra spotlight on it because of everything that's happening and ten in a row and all the rest of it. But actually, 
we've seen this movie before last week and the no, game at Kilmarnock Gordon I take, I take your point on board in terms of you know we've seen this over the years where they've, they've dropped points at Livingston and Kilmarnock I'm, I'm just saying that because I've been at these games I've been I've been in Europe watching it as well the actual games they're not even at the 100% mark you know when you're watching toe to full houses and that excitement drama mm. everybody's getting excited it's just it's, it's really is a different uh, kind of environment that the players are having to work on and I mean both teams it's extremely difficult Alex Hi, I'm looking forward to tomorrow anyway to see the boys back in action yeah what do you think of that Alex just um, hearing Neil Lennon they're talking about the one legged thing you know they don't have the two and listen Celtic are overwhelming favourites obviously against this opposition but th- does it does it worry you even 5% more the fact that it's just one leg you know, yeah. everybody would prefer the two legs. I mean, but as you said, you've just got to go on with that. Certain, you just got to go on with. I'm, I'm confident we'll win. Yeah, I suppose the one leg being at Celtic Park as well, Hugh. Absolutely changes um, that. Yeah, as I said, you must uh, show KR Reykjavik respect. Uh, Icelandic football show that respect as well. However, I think it's time for plain speaking. Take this one match in isolation. Celtic got a five million pound goalkeeper, a five million pound Albion Ayeti. And Odson Edward that they value at thirty million pounds, etc., etc., etc. Celtic have to walk off that part, knowing that they've got themselves a home leg in the next stage of qualification. Ideal time for you to get your call in. We'll get travel with Stephen, and you could be up next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is in the building. Alex Ray is alongside him, and they're waiting for you to get in touch on the usual number or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Thomas Brooks is on there. He says you need to score early at places like Livingston, just like Hibbs did the week before. Then Livy have to come out their defensive setup and score a great save from the Livy keeper with the free kick near the end. Though. Wasn't it just I don't ask you for a save Of the weekend On a Monday night But if I did um, I'm pretty sure He'd be in the conversation It'd be in the conversation But it would still be The Hibs goalkeeper For thwarting Motherwell <laughs> At uh, Easter Road That was decent as well To what, be fair But what, the, f- the culling one I think the free kick's A better save Gordon Yeah because Personally. he's risking Smashing off the post as well I just think To get to get across the goal At that pace uh, You know And then flick it onto the crossbar Take a done I think it was a brilliant I save. think also to contradict Slightly what the gentleman says Celtic scored early At Rugby Park you know, on the artificial surface, and at that point, looked energised, and you thought they're going to go on from here and win this quite comfortably. Didn't work out that way because a mistake changes everything. Uh, Christopher Julian's mistake changes mm. everything, but I do maintain in the second half, like Rangers yesterday, neither Celtic nor Rangers against Kilmarnock or Livingston, respectively, did anything in front of goal. That merited winning the game Yeah I suppose where the, the tweeter is coming from Alex Though you know, you're know you not always going to get a penalty You're not always going to see the opposition make a mistake But it maybe does encourage the opposition to, to come Listen, Of course there are many ways yeah. of winning a game You don't have to score early or late or whatever um, But you wonder what games like yesterday It can change things It can give you a bit more belief I've, Yeah of course it does Gordon And if you get it then you're in the easy street I think when you're playing against teams Or the smaller teams when the old firm are playing against them I think the opposition manager, you know, like uh, uh, going back to, uh, you know, Kamarnock, Alex Dyer a few weeks ago, I think they scored an 11 minute Celtic. As long as it stays at 1 0, Alex Dyer will be relatively comfortable because they know that they can, you know, it's when it goes to 2, then the game's night nurse because you can't get back in it. 
So for me, it's about trying to stay in the game. One nil's no unsurmountable, and you know, but if you look at Kamalnik, they get back in it. But Rangers just couldn't even get that first goal yesterday. Well, let's speak to David, who's in Paisley. How's it going, David? Hi, good evening, guys. Um, Hi, a couple of wee points. Um, first one to Alec, and obviously the second one to everybody in general. I mean, let me just say, and after bad results, there is a tendency of to be of overreaction. And if I'm being honest, I've been guilty of that more than anybody over the years. However, I want to. Alec being an ex Rangers player, I want to touch on two players and get his opinion on them. Yanis Hadji and Ryan Jack, what do they bring to the party, Alec? I see absolutely nothing from either that brings to the party that really benefits our football club. I said on social media, and I got absolutely slaughtered for it, I said when we bought Hadji, it was a bad buy for the money that we were paying because when you go to places like Kilmarnock, when you go to places like Ross County, when you go to places like Livingston, etc., Hamilton, etc., when you're struggling and you need a goal, that's when we need Hadji to step up to the plate and bring a bit of magic. And I honestly said in social media, I'd rather have spent the money on Scott Allen being an impact player coming off the bench for us. And I get slaughtered for it. And yesterday was absolutely perfect for a Scott Allen to just dink that ball in behind for us to get a chance. I think the boy brings nothing to the party. Ryan Jack, I've never seen anybody so slow in all my life. Alex. I don't he's, listen, he's, David. He's, David, he's no slow. Oh, he's, he's, Alec, Alec, the game, <laughs> the game was played on a carpet basically yesterday, and you know how much the game gets slowed down on a surface like that. I watch the game. I, I tell you what, you do if you get a chance, you go and watch the game again, and you watch Ryan Jack probably had about ninety percent possession of the ball for Rangers yesterday, and he never made one positive pass in all that time. Yeah, I'll let you, go and watch it again. Honestly, well, listen, I don't need to watch it again. I, I thought actually, you were going to get a chance to speak there. No, well, listen. See, the thing is with Ryan Jack, he's no slow. His passing might have been a bit slower yesterday, but he's no slow. He's not a slouch. You're not looking at him going, "Oh, his legs are no there, and he, he can't get about the park." So I don't subscribe to that. Uh, for me, he's he's dropping in too deep, and he has to be more further forward driving the team. I think when he's at his best, he's driving the team forward. On to Hadji. I think Hadji for me has to play the number 10 and and by doing that you allow him to pick up pockets where he's intelligent he can move, drop the shoulder and look to probe if you look at the game the other night he fires the ball out to the left wing for the second one wrapped around the face and it's a goal so I think he has to play there and I think when he plays out in the wing I think he gets lost because I don't think he's got the pace to naturally go past people on the outside so I think he's there and we're only what three, four games in and, and he's already ready written off I, I expected this tonight Gordon You would get the scatter gun We got it last no, week not, with James I'm not writing them off Alec I'm not writing them off I'm telling you From the outset When we bought him I was very very concerned Anybody that knows me And goes to the games with me Will tell you that I said to, I said Right for the, the get go I wasn't convinced of this boy So it's not a case of writing them off Just because of one bad performance He was poor at Aberdeen he was poor against St Myrna Ibrox and he was poor, apart from that one pass, he was poor against St Johnson at Ibrox during the week as well. So it's not a case of writing them off after one game, Alec. No, I didn't say I'm, one game, David. David. I said four games, three or four games because I was only using this season as, a, as an example. However, what I'm saying to you is give the guy a chance, let him settle in. Now, we see players it take months and years to actually settle in at, at the old firm. But I, I know, I take it on board that he needs to hit the ground running because of the significance of the 10 that 
David, in a row Would you concede that perhaps uh, you're guilty of hyperventilation here? You know, Rangers, no, Rangers, no, no, Rangers have played no, four. Rangers have played four games, haven't lost a goal, but they have dropped two careless, needless points. But you know, you're you're talking about players whether they bring. He's awful slow. He's not worth the money, etc., etc. They're four games in, haven't lost a goal, and dropped two silly points. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I would totally disagree with that, Hugh. Because I'll tell you why. We had two guys out injured yesterday. One obviously was the centre back who's come in and hit the ground running, and the other one is probably going to be our most important player, and Joe Rebo. Joe Rebo goes out the team yesterday, and we're toiling. We're toiling because of one player going out the team. Yeah, I listened to our manager saying in an interview that. It doesn't feel the same because they drop points because the squad's stronger and whatever. It didn't look like that yesterday. Don't, don't you concede that almost eighty percent possession, uh, but not being good enough in the final third? That you know, does that really equate to toiling? Aye, it does because it looked as if we, we couldn't open a can of beans. Hugh, it looked as honestly. That's why I said honestly, a Scott Allen type of player. That that game was crying out for a Scott Allen type of player yesterday. Well, whether, whether whether or not he is he's the answer, we could. Well, know, he's never going to get an opportunity yeah, to come back to Rangers, could, having chosen no, Celtic. So that one's could, by go, the by. Gone yeah. on late in that one, but but Hugh, you, you, I, I know you you kind of laughed it off and said it was showbiz, but you are always one for telling us about the golf and quality, and that usually seeps into your pre-match predictions. And if Rangers are at their best, you know the sweep Livingston aside and all, and all the rest of it. So. Surely you can then understand why fans are looking at it and saying, "How did how did we lose that game?" Yeah, you can't I, then turn around on Monday night and say, oh, I can't, you know, it's only two points. Don't worry about it. Move on." Yeah, I am addressing fans, or I was addressing fans when I said a draw is a calamity, a defeat's a catastrophe. In the mind of the average fan, that is the case, I believe, because this is a season like no other. Um, but within that, you have to temper your language a little bit by. Uh, conceding that four games in for Rangers, no goals conceded, and the fact that they couldn't fashion a goal yesterday has cost them two silly points. But a little early to be pressing all sorts of panic buttons. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. I don't have a panic button But I do have a beat the pundit button Thank you to David and Paisley For rounding off the opening hour It's now time To have a bit of fun I know we don't do fun and football In equal measure in this part of the world But we'll try it Beat the pundit Giving away a signed ball But only If you get more questions right Than Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray 0141 951 1025 Be quick though Because the lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kicked off looking at events at the Tony Macaroni Rangers dropping points There's been a lot said about that Lots more to come though I'm sure Neil Lennon gave us his thoughts as well Uh, A big significant transfer out of Scottish football Um, Lyndon Dykes on his way to London by the looks of it We're going to hear from Gary Holt after this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Ah, new week on Beat the Pundit. Let's see if it is the listeners or the pundits that get us off to a winning start. Hugh and Alex have got their pencils sharpened. One of them taking on Stephen and Kirk and Tillock. How's it going tonight, Stephen? 
Good, thanks mate, how are you? Not bad at all I see you're a Rangers fan Stephen, is it a case of Win a signed ball And try and cheer yourself up After that game yesterday? Aye, aye, pretty much uh, Hopefully a bit of revenge as well uh, Hugh Keevans beat me in a tie break A couple of years oh. back Oh, oh get him back. no that you had a grudge I And mean, it's taken him <laughs> Hugh, it's taken him a couple of years To get over it I think that's it all I, I want I'm to know still, I'm still not over it Still quite well, I, I, I want to know how I managed it Exactly That's a mystery, right Let's find out Heads it is Hugh Keevans Tails it's Alex Ray And I'm afraid you'll have to wait Another couple of years It's Alex Ray on Tails So oh, no. That's alright <laughs> Stephen against Alex I'll give Alex Clyde two Just so that he can't hear your attempt Stephen And we'll get the clock ready 30 seconds Head to head And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Yep Good man Your time starts now Name any one of the three Current Scottish Premiership top scorers uh, Morelos What was the score between Hibs and Motherwell on Saturday? No, no. What is the biggest capacity football stadium in Europe? The New Camp which side did John Allen Boomsong leave Rangers for? Newcastle. Who is the Queen's Park manager? Mark Warburton. Who beat Man United last night? Uh, Sevilla. How many league titles has Neil Lennon won as Celtic manager? Four. Okay, let's bring Alex back. Alex, have you got us? Yes. Ready? Yes. Let's do it. Same set of questions to you. Time starts now. Name any of the three current top Scottish Premiership scorers. Uh, Edward uh, What was the score between Hibs and Motherwell on Saturday? Hibs, Motherwell was 0-0 What is the biggest capacity football stadium in Europe? Uh, Bernabeu Which side did John Alan Boomsong leave Rangers for? Newcastle Who is the Queen's Park manager? Queen's Park is uh, Ray McKinnon Who beat Man United last night? It was Seville How many league titles has Neil Lennon won as Celtic manager? Five Okay, what do you think of the competition, Stephen? You got a chance? I've got the I got the Queen's Park one wrong. I thought we went to yeah, <laughs> I know you died. It was one of the, like oh. a, a predictable mistake if you like. It's a yellow card for diving in, Stephen. I think that's uh, the best way to look <laughs> at it. Um let's go through them. Um I think this first question I stumbled all over the place with you, Alex, but you got the gist of it. Name any of the three current Scottish Premiership top scorers, Edward, Nisbet or Burke. All on three So you go one in front uh, Stephen went for Morelos What is the score between Hibs and Motherwell on Saturday? What was the score? Nil-nil uh, You both got it 2-1 to Alex uh, What's the biggest capacity football stadium in Europe? It's the New Camp Or the Camp Nou uh, 99,000 so, That's what I was meaning man. That's, hopeless. that's what you were meaning You just <laughs> said that right Okay uh, Two all Who did John Alan Boomsong leave Rangers for? Newcastle Three all uh, who is the Queen's Park manager Not the Queen's Park Rangers manager Stephen as you well know So it was Ray McKinnon Alex goes one in front Who beat Man United last night Sevilla You both got it How many league titles Has Neil Lennon won As Celtic manager Stephen needs it to equalise So he needs you to get it wrong as well The answer is five Alex Ray has oh, got it Stephen He pulls away on the last question Hard lines Stephen hopefully I'll see you in two years <laughs> is that, is that, Stephen is that what you said when you lost to Hugh Don't mind losing to a good Rangers man <laughs> yeah, pretty, much. pretty much Words to that effect I'm sure it was Hugh Pretty much Thank you very much that was Stephen in Kirk and Tillich Good match that I didn't mind that at all 1, 2, 3, 4 for Stephen 6 for Alex well, The 5 six, he's in the, bounce, Gordon. the five for Neil Lennon Does that include the season when Brendan Rodgers went to Leicester? Yes Alright, I'm just, just oh, checking, okay. just checking. There we go. Uh, that was Stephen and Kirk until your chance to beat the pundit back at the same time tomorrow 
night uh, Hibs and Mullerwell on Saturday 0-0 that was one of the questions we were just talking during the break about how we all thought it was actually not a bad 0-0 yeah. but everywhere I look is people just telling me how bad the game was and I wonder if it was just my own bias but I, I thoroughly enjoyed I thought the game right. I thought it was end-to-end stuff for a 0-0 I, 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 I mean, thought it could your have team were uh, a lot more organised a lot more structured we're just talking about the boy Turnbull I really do like uh, him back playing Well don't worry I think we'll get to that As well as a roundup Of some of the weekend's Other results A bit later It's 01419511025 To get your calls in You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB So let's hear from you What about Lyndon Dykes he Obviously ties in With the Rangers game yesterday Any fans up here Disappointed that your club Didn't make a move for him What about his international uh, prospects What about the move itself 01419511025 Quite a significant one Quite a big one Always when there's a A price tag like this And a, a player who's been Much talked about Livingston boss Gary Holt says um, They're all buzzing For Lyndon Dykes Ahead of the move to QPR He says it's great to see One of his players Get a big move And the money they'll receive Will be a huge boost It'll be a loss But we've lost the Big players before as well And we keep getting knocked out Same old struggle So we like to buck the trend But I think we're more delighted For the big man Rather than what kind of Loss is going to be for us It's always great to see Someone come From another club Embrace what you're trying to do And the work you're trying to put him And he takes it on board And then he goes and showcases it And then enhances his reputation So every single one of us At this club is, is over the moon for him And we'd rather talk about that How he's going to improve And how he's going to push on If the deal gets done It's massive Because we're, we're in a pandemic still I know we're sad It's massive We're losing a lot of money So it certainly helps that And keeps us stable and floating And keeps our head above the water And that's more important This club's more important than anything To keep it going the fans deserve that The people who work here And the people who have Been here for a long time That's that's the most important thing Is this club And the players certainly help that And they, they, they can enhance that So today's game Was massively important for us I didn't want it to be A sideshow from London Not playing And now we're all buzzing That the big man's got his Hopefully going to seal his move And we can all Clap him in the back And wish him good luck I said on Saturday's programme Gordon That Livingston Would have to be mad Not to sell Lyndon Dykes in this transfer window because of the pandemic because no income and all outgoings equates to financial hardship and if someone offers you £2 million for someone you got for nothing then that is an extraordinary piece of business uh, now it remains to be seen uh, how they handle life without Lyndon Dykes but Gary Holt is that kind of manager and that type of person whatever comes his way He'll deal with it And he won't panic But It's a big loss But at the same time A big gain In financial terms That the club Couldn't possibly overlook In, ter- in terms of a, Sorry Alex I was going to say In terms of our so called You know kind of smaller clubs Where does that rank In terms of oh. Pieces of business Because you get a guy From the championship A season a bit later Two yeah, million quid for we, we, your, your team uh, brought Keep, Keepery in You remember And then I think They sold him for a million Which was a great piece of business the job that he's done, Hugh, in his time uh, at Livy is remarkable. He he, did, he wasn't blessed with millions of goals last year. He's a focal no. point. He gives them a right good out ball and allows them to play a particular style. couple of goals already, two and three this year as well. I'll really be interested to see how he copes down at the, the championships. A lot better level week to week. So I'll be interested to see how he does. But a great move at 24 and it allows Livingston the opportunity, Gordon, to bring someone in. And he'll have money in the bank And that's a great position mm. For Livingston to be in Like I said Hugh He's been much talked about Lyndon Dykes And, yeah. and for, for us for instance For for, for the, the impact he's had In Scottish football 
Um, he's been a good figure of, of of discussion for us. You know, he's caused Rangers problems. He's called caused Celtic problems. He has been subject of a maybe a bit of an international tug of war between Australia and Scotland. Oh. We, we await to see where that one goes. So he's been a good story. Yeah, terrific. I mean, and I don't believe that Christopher Julian drove him to the airport. But if he did, <laughs> then. Uh, but for Livy. I listened to Gary Holt after the game yesterday say he's not concerned about whether he gets any of the money or not. He has to be because if the sale of Lyndon Dykes is great from Livingston's perspective because it helps compensate for all the money they've lost during the pandemic, the manager must be given some of it, at least enough to go and get himself a decent striker because if survival is the name of the game... You can't deny Gary Holt money and run the risk of not surviving in the division. Well, he cut it in the in English Championship, Alex. You and I were actually yes. discussing this in the office. Um, and we were talking about the fact that it's often difficult to predict because yes. there have actually been players who weren't very productive in our Premiership, who've gone down and, and held their own or, or at least held a place in the Premiership. Yeah. example I used to you in the office was Jaden Stockley. He didn't really do much at Aberdeen, yeah. but he was a big physical type and he went down and he gets a lot of football for Preston at the moment. Yeah. They're a solid, in fact, a yeah, good, absolutely. A good Just championship. Down the playoffs, yeah. Are his physical attributes such that you can see him at least progressing? Being, I don't know, depends what you mean by success, of course, but will he go there? Can he make an impact? Gordon, I think you'll be looking to try and kind of be that focal point for QPR, bring people into play. If he gets the service in about the box, he will score goals. As I said, he's up against better players week to week down in the championship. And that's why I say it will fascinate me because you and I are always in discussion about players who don't do it up here, go down the road. The one thing you can say about uh, Stockley was he went to Exeter and scored a barrel load of goals. You know, so... He went back down and, and did it there. He just get, Some players actually come up to Scotland and really, really struggle, Gordon. And then they go back to their normal environment mm-hmm. and then train. So it's really difficult to say, but I hope he does because yeah. he was brilliant as it when he was up here. And I don't want to let this move on because we do this every time Celtic and Rangers drop points. I feel like it's it gets overlooked the job that the opposition do, yeah, does for, for Livingston to be that that organised, Alex. That hard working Hugh was talking about Their their backline Jack Fitzwater yes. John Guthrie Nicky Devlin All three of them Actually played together At Walsall So no disrespect to Walsall But, but that shows you You know where Livingston are, are Recruiting guys from And going and doing A real job on Attacking yeah. talent That's worth Millions of pounds Yeah absolutely And I think Fitzwater And Guthrie were Magnificent at the back Everything that was thrown in They dealt with it Relatively comfortable uh, so when you look at that Gordon I think he'll be absolutely delighted to pick up a point You know I think the keeper coming in as well Pretty much unknown to everyone in Scottish football Produces a brilliant save The former Eastleigh goalkeeper If yes, you're wondering Eastleigh, where he came did, from did go, Was he Sunderland as well at one point? I think he was mentioned in commentary Anyway he uh, he pulled off a brilliant save Gordon So you know uh, McCrory who is the number one there On loan from Rangers He's got his work cut out Because he knows he's got a guy breathing down his neck Okay Mike is in Bishopton What have you got for us tonight Mick? Hi there, chaps. The point being is, I think the Livy have, uh, you know, got an absolutely great bit of business there with the mm. boy London Dykes. Um, you know, he also came to was it Queen of the South. Um, you know, and he's, you know, he's certainly ruffled up a few defenders uh, in his in his time in the in the Premiership. And uh, I mean, also I'm a Celtic fan, but uh, you know, I think Big Julian will be happy that. Uh, that he's, that he's potentially way down to uh, QPR, is it? Um, and I think he'd be, a, you know, 
I think that sort of person, you know, that sort of player with that uh, physicality, I think that's somebody actually Celtic kind of uh, would need, you know, up up top, you know, spitting, particularly in Europe, you know, just to kind of give the guys, you know, for the playing the ball out for the back, midfield to kind of hold the ball up, you know, and uh, and bring more players in just to see what everybody's thoughts I think Celtic need physicality at the back. Um, the, the way that Neil Lennon wants uh, Celtic to play and the way the Celtic fans want Celtic to play, uh, if uh, Albion Ayeti can team up with uh, Odson Edward, um, the Celtic fans like it that way and they like who's behind them, middle to front. They like the way Celtic play football, but they, they well, need, for me, they need the physicality one, at the back. Here's another one, Hugh. So uh, uh, when Chris Sutton played for Celtic, you know, he, he, he was near me from kind of playing at sweeper. Um, you know, and there's something that uh, kind of took my, took my uh, the last, certainly back in the last season, this season, is the boy Ross Stewart actually uh, at yeah. Ross County. I think, I think he's a. Uh, you know, he's, he does have a bit of pace about him as well, um, and you know, what's you know, what's to say that Celtic couldn't take a gamble on him? You know, they did with you know a gat all those years ago for fifty grand. Not to say that we you know we got a steal for fifty grand think, for Ross County, but I, I, I think I think he would have to go some to get in anywhere near the Celtic front line. Uh, I do like the boy Stuart. I know he's out of contract next summer. And uh, we're led to believe that he's not going to renew his contract up there. He's been offered a contract, but he's not going to extend that. For me, I like everything about him. He missed a barrel load yeah, over the, the weekend. weekend yeah. But the great thing about him, he's in and around about the goals. He'll score goals. Mm. I think the big thing for Ross County is keeping them beyond the October transfer window. Because I think there'll be a few clubs, particularly uh, down south, will start to take notice of this well, guy. Again, from Ross County's perspective, you know, if they could get a few bob for him now, uh, better than let them. Running down his contract Could he make an impact At the, the top end Of our division I'm, I'm not sure If he'd be Celtic Standard um, But as Well I, I mean I, 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 I get your point now, Sean, You know And you know I am To an extent You know uh, You know You're looking for a You know A more proven Goal so What I like about is In particular In Scottish game You know You only need to look at You know many, And you've mentioned You know With Julian He doesn't like A, a you know, a, a bit of uh, tussling, you know, and, you know, and, and as we've seen the boy Dykes, you know, and I think there's, you know, that goes for all uh, defences in the, the Scottish League, you know, but if you've got somebody that's up there, you know, the, the guy's, the guy's about six feet seven, you know, and, uh, he can, you know, put, you know, hold the ball up, but let the midfield, you know, uh, drive, you know, get more players into the, into the game, you know, get the wingers, you know, get the, the, we James Forest, you know, uh, get him, well, you I know, think, flying uh, down the wing. And I think you can see the way Neil Lennon's thinking right now. Shane Duffy, I think, is a, the priority at the moment um, to see if uh, business can be done. It's one of those frustrating ones uh, for the Celtic fans where Shane Duffy publicly declares himself to be a Celtic supporter. He's played in the Premiership with Brighton. Um, and Celtic really do need that physicality at the back to help Julian and Ayer. Um, and up front, you know, there is Ayeti and Edward and Griffiths and Klamala. Um, you know, any more, but any more, so, so not necessarily. So you can back to the Duffy situation, Hugh. I think the possibly the stumbling block is a two million pound loan fee plus his wages. You know, I yeah. think that I think that there's teams in the English Premiership are willing to match that. West Ham 
I think Burnley was one West Brom was another So I think that may well be The stumbling block in that one Even though the player Is his preferred choice As Parkhead I like the, the, the theme of your call though Mike I think we should always be On the lookout for guys That, oh. that are, are doing it In our premiership And could maybe uh, Step up um, Ross Stewart clearly Has been catching the eye For a while now Just before we park it On Lyndon Dykes Alex Should anyone uh, Whether it be Celtic As Mike says Or Rangers Should anyone be Kicking themselves Is maybe a bit strong But sh- should anyone be Feeling like they've missed the the boat on that one. I'm not sure, Gordon. I, I look at him, uh, and and I know he brings a, a physical presence. Twelve goals last year. Would they get more at Rangers or Celtic? Possibly, but two million pound. When I actually heard that fee, I was like, bite the hand off him because I'm not exactly sure you're going to get that when you look at some of the players well, available. Only, only Celtic and Rangers up here could pay two million pounds for a player. Yeah. So if he doesn't go to either of those, you know. I'm looking at John Obika at the weekend again. You know the the amount of goals that he scores for St Mirren, um, up here from Swindon, I think. Um, it, it, that's the kind of thing that clubs are looking for out with Celtic and Rangers. They're looking for somebody like Obika uh, who can give you ten dozen goals per season. Thank you very much to Mike in Bishopton. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Bobby in Stenhouse Muir is up next, and I've got a full time teaser for you as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got Bobby and Stenhouse Muir coming up in just a second uh, But let me quickly give you tonight's full-time teaser As always, your nightly reminder how the full-time teaser works You send the questions to us And we try and catch the pundits out with the answers So if you want to take part, we'd love to have your question And the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com So, tonight has been sent in by Mikey Thank you to Mikey for getting in touch And he says, since 2000, there have been 10 I'm going to make it 10, right? It's just a nice round number Since 2000, there have been 10 players that have been capped by Scotland But they've got less than five caps You're going to have to write this down Okay Uh But they've also played 50 or more games for Rangers Now I've just taken out Ryan Jack Because I'm going to make it all past players right I'll take out the current ones Just to make a nice round number So since 2000 we're looking for 10 that have been capped by Scotland But less than five times But I've also played more than 50, 50 or more games for Rangers Alex Cleland. Uh, like I say, I'll take out Ryan Jack since 2000. Was that after that? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Chris Burke? No. Uh, oof. Stevie Smith never got a cap, did he? Mm, no. Oh. <laughs> could, could be a long half an uh, hour. <laughs> this is going well. Um, 2000. So I'm stating the obvious here, but guys that you'll, you'll know. Loads about them Because they've played a lot For Rangers And they were good enough To get Scotland caps But they just never managed To kick on And get any more than Than five So it's none of your Big hitters obviously No no, no I'm just trying but, but guys some, By the way Some guys who had Decent uh, decent Rangers careers in here Or guys that maybe Were there for a spell and, and then moved elsewhere Or maybe Were at Rangers At a time When they weren't Entirely successful I'm trying to <laughs> Steer you on I'm going to Let's move on <laughs> Bobby and Stenhouse Muir Take their mind off it What have you got for us? Hi guys Good evening to you I hope You are all well And, and, and doing all okay Cheers Bobby A point for both For both uh, Alex and Hugh And I'll, I'll start off with Hugh Hugh 
within about five minutes, she kept mentioning that Rangers had not lost their goal, right? And that's fact. That, that that's true. But the guy that was on earlier, the Celtic supporter came on earlier, mentioned that Aberdeen forward line, the, the main strikers weren't playing, and the same with Levy, a big London Dykes wasn't playing. Now, to me, the Rangers defence hasn't been tested. Because that's the only place that Celtic and Rangers only lose goals is away from him. So, t- to me, they've still to come up against that. Kilmarnock, I'll tell you, they've got that coming up. And the likes of Habs and whatever, they'll test that defence. And so will Celtic. But for, for to keep going on about them not losing any goals, I think it's a bit much. Well, you can only call it as you see it, uh, Bobby, you know, because the thing is, up till now, they haven't conceded anything. Now, there'll be tests further down the line, and that may well be proven. The only point I made uh, with regard to that, Bobby, was that I feel that the Rangers supporters <coughs> overreact to what took place yesterday because they arrived in Livingston not having conceded a goal. They left Livingston not having conceded a goal. Their failing was that they couldn't score one. Uh, but I was simply stating... The way they were going right. into the game And uh, I think that the reaction of some Rangers supporters uh, Has been over the top I fair, fair dues, fair dues But you've got to remember They've played Nabdi Aberdeen and Livy That's their main strikers And Nabdi has Well, you know, it doesn't have to be Anderson. It, Aber, Aberdeen it, had the wee boy Anderson up front, right? What chance did he have against the yeah. Rangers defence? No yeah, much at all. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be the main striker. I mean, Craig Sibbald uh, came very very close yesterday to scoring a goal from inside his own half. Oh, Pe- Pe- peculiar things can happen. It doesn't have to be the main striker. Goals can come from all over the place. And again, as I say, Rangers have played four games. And that was a mistake yesterday. Undoubtedly a mistake and I'm sure that when Steven Gerrard got home last night, he must have been frustrated out of his wits. But it's four games with 34 still to be played. And exactly. therefore, you know, you need to keep a sense of perspective. To be fair, Alex, I wonder if there is some actually some common ground here because Bobby's coming at it from a Celtic fan's perspective yeah. and, and maybe trying to... Um, not not intentionally, but but trying to take a bit of the shine, shine off of, yes. of what Rangers have, have done so far, which is fine. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, any time we've praised Leon Balogun, for instance, I think I, I can recall saying it on a number of occasions, tougher tests are still to come. Absolutely, and yes. I, I think I think we all should acknowledge that. Rangers have done a decent job defensively yeah. up to a point. Yeah, Gordon, the thing is you can only gauge who they're actually playing against in any given time. Now, if Cosgrove is playing or Curtis Main. Uh, at the weekend there, Linden Dykes you most certainly would have had a harder challenge so we take that on board from a Rangers perspective now that's obviously Bobby he's trying to belittle that they've been playing against no one from a Rangers in a defensive point of view as well you try and build on clean sheets because it gives you a kind of foundation to kick on so there will be harder challenges and we'll be a couple of weeks down the line get Bobby back on and we'll be able to see whether that's uh, kind of what do you call it uh, kind of confounded um, Bobby how are you feeling about tomorrow before we let you go as a Celtic fan it's, it's Reykjavik you're obviously you know, big favourites I've got a point for, a, I've oh, got a wee point sorry, for sorry. Alex Dane. by the way Alex I'm not trying to belittle anything all I'm doing is stating facts the same as what you guys try to do what I'm saying to you is if, they, if Aberdeen had their top strikers up and Lyndon Knights was playing the pot- 
possibility, and I know it's a possibility, that Rangers would have had a harder game. And somebody touched on it earlier that if Big Dykes had been playing, there's the chances that Olivia could have beat you yesterday. Right? So that's all I'm saying. So I'm not belittling anything. I'm just stating what I think is my opinion. This is what it's all about. And facts. And uh, tomorrow night, uh, Celtic playing. I'd be surprised if Celtic don't go through, but there's no guarantees. No guarantees. But I've got a point for Alec as well. Alec, I think it was the first or second caller uh, you cut off. Uh, the guy says he's fed up with excuses, same excuses, blah, 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 and you jump right in. Now, you've been chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap for the last few weeks and because uh, the Rangers have been winning. Let me finish. You've been chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap, right? Happy, happy, go lucky, and you're a wee smile and everything's rosy. But uh, the minute something happens against the Rangers, then uh, it kind of changes with you. And what I'll say is, you cut a boy off, I think it was the first or second caller, and he says Gerard did not use an excuse, uh, uh, the plastic pitch as an excuse. You're right, you're 100%. He didn't Thanks, use Bobby. that. But what he did say was, but what he did say was, that Livingston were hiding the ball. Are you kidding me on here? Livingston were what? Livingston were hiding the hiding the ball. Go, please, please, is is a interview back. Livingston were were trying to waste time hiding the ball up the side of the park. Are you, you mean, kidding me on? You, uh, that's the worst excuse than than what the the plastic pitch would be, in my opinion. He may well have done. I must admit, it's not one that I've caught, but I can't pretend to have heard every radio TV. Uh, Interview or, or read everything um, It's not one that I remember Hugh But again that's not to say that uh, That it's not accurate What I do remember was that Livingston goalkeeper He got spoken to for time wasting yeah. And so yeah. And by the way maybe Maybe Livingston did But that's Listen If Livy bring in the pitch If they refuse to water the pitch If the goalkeeper wastes time All is fair in love and war What happened to Rangers yesterday um, Was partly down To absolutely terrific defending By Gary Holt's team and partly down to inadequate finishing on the part of players that Rangers have spent millions on. Just just before you go, Bobby, I've actually had a brilliant day today. I've spent some good time with my brother. We had a nice cup of coffee. We've done a wee bit of work in the flat. So. St- you are chirp, chirpy, chirp, chirpy, chirp, cheap, 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 though. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Bobby. I'm glad you've called him out on it. Thank you very much. That was Bobby in Stenhouse Muir. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here. Is this teaser sunk in yet? No. Yes, it has sunk oh, in. Has sunk I've in. got one or two names, but I'm not right, quick, quite sure. Right, you okay. need to start I'm going to say headway. Broadfoot. Yes, well done. Ooh. Right, okay. I've got another couple here, but they could be Stevie Thompson. Not Stephen Thompson. Kevin. Uh, Kevin Thompson. Th- oh, <laughs> 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 That's the fastest I've seen that movie. Kevin Thompson. Brilliant. Uh, what about the boy McCormack? Did he get more? No. Uh, Charlie Miller after two thousand. Charlie Miller's there. Well done. Brilliant. On a roll here So the 2000 bits for um, Scotland So they could have played For Rangers before that Technically Sure Right so we're talking mean, about yes. the, the, two, the 2000 cut off bit Is for um, For Scotland Right let's start looking at More of the weekend's Big talking points How good are St Mirren doing at the moment Hugh how well have they Started the season uh, Again I put it down To John Abika um, You know You need a predator in there He scored 12 goals Last season for St Mirren The most important Of all being the one That defeated Hearts And kept St Mirren In the division um, and he was back at it again at the weekend against the Hamilton Ackies. So um, at the back also, St Mirren looked well organised. Um, I, I don't think they have anything to fear 
in terms of survival. I think there are two or three in front of them who have worries. Uh, so Jim Goodwin will be just fine. And it, as he said himself, going to Ibrox and getting hammered, that does not define St Mirren's mm. season. But going to Hamilton Ackies and winning, just that does yeah. define St Mirren's season. Yeah, Jonathan Abika scoring at one end. What about Jack Anik at the other though? We thought last January that we might lose Haladki and we had to think quickly to try and get a replacement in and Jack was on the radar immediately then. We kept an eye on how he was getting on at uh, Blackpool, obviously. He picked up a little injury, but you know I think we were all slightly concerned about losing Vaclav. You know, I would be uh, lying if I said I wasn't. I knew how difficult he was going to be to replace, but... You know, to get someone of Jack's calibre. You know, everybody knows how good Jack's distribution is. That's why Mark Warburton brought him to Rangers in the first place. He can ping a ball here, there, and everywhere better than some of the outfield players. But some of the shot stopping saves that he's made in the last three games have been outstanding. You know, he's probably the form keeper in the league. I would say now at the moment, if you look at saves made, so it bodes well for us going forward. It's it's a really important position for any successful team. And, uh, we're absolutely delighted with him and with the rest of the new guys that have came in as well. You know, Joe Shaughnessy in front of him, Tate, Marcus Fraser, the back four looks great. We lost McCarthy during the week with a head knock. Sam Foley dropped back in, done what was asked of him. So first half, I was really pleased. Second half, a little bit disappointed how sloppy we were in possession. But at the same time, over the moon that we were able to, to see it through. Jack Anik will be responsible for winning St Mirren 10 to a dozen points. That will make a difference to... What happens to them in the league? As I say, I'm not concerned about St Mirren in the terms of relegation. I think that there's been this debate, could they get to the top six? He, the goalkeeper, will save them 10 to a dozen points that may influence that issue. We always thought, Cladke, big gloves to fill, yes. Alex, and uh, early signs are that Jack Anik is up to the task. I thought he's done brilliant, Gordon. You see some of the saves, and uh, I know he's had a lot of Saves to make within games But when we called upon He's been mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant Great signing for St Mirren uh, Brian Rice though Losing at home to St Mirren At the weekend Let's hear from the Aki's boss I thought we started the game Really well The first 10-15 minutes And then I thought uh, I really thought St Mirren took control Of the first half uh, Scored a goal A scrappy goal For our point of view But I thought Second half You know We were at it At them uh, Bulk of the possession Second half and I feel a wee bit aggrieved today That we didn't get anything From the game Oh, I thought it was going to come, you know, and the pleasing thing is, you know, we kept going and we were making chances. Last week I went home really, really disappointed because we didn't really look like scones uh, last week. But today I felt the second half, that, you know, that's the sort of performance I'm after. And if we keep doing that, the goals will come. You know, the second half I thought today was the best we've played this season. Yeah, when you don't win a game, it's, it's very concerning. Yeah, but all we can do now is prepare, prepare for next week. We've got a, a derby match next week. You know, and we need to carry on the good work we've done second half and hopefully that will get a result next week Too early to panic Hugh that's been the theme of your uh, thoughts tonight what about yeah. for the Ackies they always manage to find a way out is any fears that this is the year that they, they don't manage to do that? Well you know the law of averages comes into it my my concern is that every season a big player goes from the Ackies you know a Lewis Ferguson or a Gogic um, and the manager, whether it's Brian Rice or those who preceded him, they have to deal with this. They played three, they've won none. They go and play Motherwell next weekend. So obviously there is a growing concern for them, but most of all because I think you've taken away the the, the quality in the side through no fault of your own, good transfers, etc., etc. 
But you've taken away the, the quality And the side's getting younger And less experienced And it's getting harder I think Gordon Just to the, the two guys I think Who will possibly Give them a, a fighting chance Is a boy Mayo up front Mayo Moyo. Moyo. And uh, the boy Templeton I just think with Templeton in there You've got something You've got that spark You can open a defence they're probably the only two hopes I've got Yeah and I suppose the experience of having been there What that allows you to do is not panic When you've lost the opening three games of a season Yeah without doubt And uh, you know they've been quite tight in a couple of the games as well They obviously took a hiding to Celtic But that can happen in any given day I think the games against your St Mirrens of the world I think the other ones are going to be engaged you know, Livingston and uh, St Johnson and so forth Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need to send your questions in on the teaser Just like Mikey did tonight Mikey says since 2000 Ten players have been capped by Scotland uh, But they've got less than five caps And also at some point in their career They've played 50 or more mm. games for Rangers So it's only It doesn't include Ryan Jack Took out the current player So Kirk Broadfoot, Charlie Miller, Kevin Thompson Danny Wilson No Cammy Bell Yes oh. Ian Black Yep Over to you here When you mentioned Templeton there Is he there? No over to you, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think that's the money we've got so far. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five down, five to go. I'm struggling at the moment. I can see that. No, do you know what? Five's not bad. I think that some of them have been quite tricky. Five is not bad. Uh, okay, we've got Andy in Finiston on the line, and we'll speak to him next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on the home stretch on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's been another extremely busy show So apologies if you couldn't get through But there's still time to get your call in And we are back tomorrow at 6 to do it all over again On tonight's teaser quickly Since 2010 players have been capped by Scotland They've got less than 5 caps though And at some point in their career played 50 or more times for Rangers You've got Cammy Bell, Ian Black, Kirk Broadfoot, Charlie Miller, Kevin Thompson uh, I did say I'd taken out Ryan Jack just to round it down to 10 So former players only What you got? You used to go to the same supermarket as me in Annie's land Neil Alexander Yep, well done Oh well done, sure uh, I've got a couple of names here Fleck mm, Yes, well done Gavin Ray No, not well done Chris Buck no. no I tried that earlier oh, Did you? Oh, yeah. Three to get right, okay. Alright we're going to hear from Stephen Robinson Look back on more of the weekend's action Let's speak to Andy first though Who's a Rangers fan What's on your mind Andy? Hey guys how are you all doing alright? Yes yeah, all uh, good thanks oh, I totally gutted to take the hop last night Really thought we'd, <laughs> we'd have won that I really did My missy didn't want to talk to me <laughs> No I thought I thought we should have played two up front To the start you know And as I think Alex said earlier on He's after 20 minutes, I'm going to the build-up. We were too slow. No, there isn't any urgency about it, you know. You're going, come on. It's the passing square passes and messing about. I mean, not right, the last 15 minutes. But we should be doing that, what we've done the last 15 minutes for the, the game, to kill the game off. You know, I'm no waiting to the last 15 and then go for it. I mean, and then you need to play with David. 20 shots off target. I mean, what? how can you have 20 shots off target? I mean, they need to get their act together here. <laughs> No, I, I agree in terms of the intensity of the, the play overall It was kind of ponderous And uh, I think that's part of the problem But going back to your original point for me By actually going two up top That allows you to fire balls And I think when you've only got one in You're more inclined to come back out Go out the other side and things And it just It becomes so easy for the back line uh, The back four And then you've got the midfield five Trying to kind of recover as well So you never actually get in behind them 
uh, and I just feel as if Rangers need to play at a higher intensity for a longer period in the game. The last 15 minutes is just not enough. Exactly. Exactly, Alec. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, I mean, especially you've got uh, with Cavanaugh and you know, Barrage putting crank balls, there's only one. No, you need, uh, why didn't he start with two or even after 10 minutes, go right? That's the way they'll set up. Get, get somebody else on here. Well, I, I, I can't I, understand it Andy I actually think be, The way You know exactly the way They're going to set up anyway Livingston So you know You know they're going to Kind of condense two banks It's going to be difficult They're going to make it hard For you to play So if you have two strikers By firing it in Into the mix And you've got two targets Then it allows you to then play You know cutbacks And then more Is that something that we might see more of in time Because Kamal Roof and Cedric Eaton are there It was possibly just a bit early to see possibly. that yesterday Is that something that Rangers might look to as an option? Yeah, well they have to go And they have to find a way when it's becoming condensed And they have to find solutions to this Because there's been times over the last couple of years Where they've went to venues like Kamarnock, St Johnston uh, Similar to yesterday, Livingston And it becomes very difficult and condensed You have to come up with a solution and it may well be you have to go a bit more back to front and then play a second ball game. Just try and mix up and do what you've got to do to get a result. It's gone all, it's gone, I was going to say it's gone quiet, Hugh. It, it never goes quiet, but just quieter than it was last week. You just wonder about Alfredo Morelos now. Every time he plays, he, there's that little bit in the back of your head. Oh. Is it the last time we've seen him play? Like I say, it's died down slightly this week. I know he got a couple of goals at Ibrox against St Mirren, but I'm not sure that. The kind of form that Alfredo Morelos is in at the moment would encourage somebody to spend big money on him. They've probably done the research prior to this week, though, haven't they? Well, again, you know, the game moves on. He's not. Lille have signed somebody else. Um, I don't get the impression there's a queue forming. Uh, Steven Gerrard will doubtless say, "Well, I don't care if he goes or not. I want him here to win the mm. league for me." Uh, but at the moment. He's in a place where He's in a half one minute He's scoring a couple of goals against St Mirren the next But he's not for me Showing blistering form And by the way Alex I asked the question Not in any way to suggest that It's his fault that Rangers didn't win yesterday It's just as as an aside you know, There's always speculation about his future um, And you, you just want You know the French window is now open Hugh's yeah. right Lille have, have signed elsewhere also um, So I just wonder what the future holds Gordon, it's very difficult to predict because the English market's up and running as well. So I think, what is it, a month's time or so that they actually get up and playing. So you just don't know where he's... he's, Personally, I would like to see him stay here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the great thing about this guy is he's box office, you know, he's scoring goals, he's causing mischief, you know, and there's plenty of discussion, he's plenty of headlines for us guys to talk about on a regular basis. And uh, I just think he's good for the game up in Scotland. What do you think, Andy? I, I, again, I'm still. He's as Alex said, he's, he's a wee bit moody, and, uh, but I try to keep him if he gets back to what he was. But I, I still think, uh, see that's no crowd thing. I've seen it in no just in Scotland, England, and all over. But you get wee spells of good football, and it seems to die down. Mm. But I think the quicker, obviously, we get the crowd back, the better. I really do. I think that's some of the some of the problems that you see some of the big even. Some of European is also seen, you know. I just think definitely get crowds back. That'll well, help. We'll all agree with that, Andy. We're all nodding along. We can't wait for the day. It'll feel like the real start of the season in a way, won't it? Imagine yeah, that first day. Doubt. I don't know how long it's going to God, be. It's, it's actually surreal when you're stood there and you've got a couple of hundred people, backroom staff, subs, media guys, and you hear this kind of echoing round about the place. And it, 
Mm. You know, and, and it must be really strange for the players to adapt to that, Hugh, oh. because they have to raise their game. They have to get results. This leads us on nicely to discussing Saturday's action again. It's a bit early for us to draw any real conclusions, Hugh. But if you were looking early on and the analysis from other countries in Europe suggests that there was an increase in away wins yeah. when we went to behind closed doors yeah. um, and we saw three of them yep. on Saturday in our yeah, Premiership. And very nearly four when you factor in Motherwell at Easter Road. Uh, yeah, Stephen Robinson felt aggrieved uh, that they didn't get all three points there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure... You know, at the start of the season, I said, with regard to Celtic and Rangers, big hearts, strong minds. That's what they need. And the the mentality that Rangers showed yesterday wasn't good enough. And the mentality that Celtic showed at Kilmarnock the previous weekend wasn't good enough. So they have to address that because while the world is in the position it's in, we don't know when fans are coming back. So you're going to have to deal with the here and now. And let the future take care of itself Stephen Robinson says Motherwell looked back To what they were last season When they played Hibs uh, He also thinks Jordan White's strike Was unfairly ruled out In that 0-0 draw I thought we played well I thought we We dominated, dominated Large parts of the game again um, I thought we looked like A good team today you know, We looked organised We looked back to What we were I thought the the front boys give us quite a lot. I thought Lang was excellent at times. Jordan White was excellent. Um, Stephen O'Donnell in his, his first game just showed his class. And um, the midfield three, I thought, you know, we, as I say, we, we dominated a play. We were trying to force the game. We were the ones trying to score. And it just didn't fall for us. Um, we had a goal disallowed as well. And, you know, things ricocheting about in the box didn't quite fall. But um, definitely deserved point and, and for me probably should have been three. Uh, at the time, I thought, OK, right, fair enough. Um, I think it could go in any other way, if I'm being totally honest. But when I've seen the, the screenshots back of when he hits the ball, you know, Sherman isn't in, in front of it. Um, he isn't in front of it, he isn't interfering with play. So for me, obviously, I'm going to say I thought the goal should have stood. And I would imagine Jackson, of course, it should have been ruled out. But um, as he hit the ball, he definitely wasn't interfering with play. Um, you can see them given, you can see them get ruled out. He's been Mr Grumpy since the season started And I really admire that In a man uh, But there was a lot To be pleased Takes about Takes one to no one yeah, Correct Hugh Keevan's apprentice <laughs> There was a lot to be enthusiastic about With regard to Motherwell's performance And they, they move on to Hamilton Aggies at the weekend And the big guys For Stephen Robinson Alan Campbell David Dumbo. Dumbo, um And the very good addition of Stephen O'Donnell mm. Um it's going to pick up from here What about the goal Alex? Because I've seen so yeah. many Contrasting opinions on this yes. uh, From fans and pundits over the weekend When we are debating whether A player in an offside position Is in the goalkeeper's line of sight or not It, it can be quite difficult to, to get a grasp on And it really does come down to Personal interpretation What what would yours for, be? For me I thought the goal should, should have stood Gordon I don't think he was impeding The goalkeeper's line of sight and the fact that, you know, he's took a little nick on it just deflects it into the Paul other Hamlin corner. Paul Hamlin took the yeah, nick, didn't it? Yeah, so I actually said to you during the last break that I felt as if maybe because the player was behind him it makes O'Hanlon react, but you informed me that yeah. that doesn't really come into the Well, I, I just think most of the debate surrounded about the impact he was having on... The goalkeeper. On Marciano. Yeah, yeah not for me. I, I think you can see the, the, the ball coming. I actually think it's the deflection that actually mm. uh, veers it away from, from him. But uh, listen, it's a very tight one. It's very difficult to... Interpret I think we should stick to it In terms of talking up our game And trying to be positive Because my goodness It gives us a, enough excuse not to 
I think we'll see much worse nil-nils than that I know people all weekend oh, yeah. have been saying Oh the two games on Sky have been absolutely rubbish But I, I, again I'll stick to it I think you no, get much worse nil-nils I, than I, that I've one. got to be honest with you I thoroughly enjoyed the Hibs and Motherwell game I thought yesterday game was It was torturous at times you know Because it was so slow I think I actually think the pitches You go back to Celtic's game last week I don't think you had a, a very good entertaining game on the pitches Did David Turnbull look I love Somewhere him. back to his best I love him I, I, I think the boy's got a lot You know I love looking at midfielders He's got everything He's He's got Stature He's good good size Pace Strength Vision You see some of the little passes He's dropping in over defenders So you that catches mm. your attention right away He's mobile Put his foot in He's got everything I think he's got a really bright mm. future ahead of him uh, And as for Hibs They were you know going for this Perfect start to the season Yeah I think it's it's definitely harsh to call it a reality check. It's nothing like that, but it, it probably would just just remind anyone who was getting carried away that there's going to be still a little bit more work to be done. I'm not sure anyone doubts doubted that anyway. But for Hibs, yeah, no, listen, I think they've actually started the season really well. Yeah, you, would, you would have bitten the hand off for that well, points well, total, wouldn't you? All day long. I think I think if Hibs are going to get two points per game, they'll be absolutely delighted. They're, they're above that at the moment. See when you look at their bench, Hugh. Yeah. Oh, really impressive. So they've got a right good squad of players. Well. Is he? I, I admire a grumpy man, and uh, the hippy in the family texted me when it was all over to say, "Rubbish! The last two games, new signings required." So. <laughs> Uh, please. Well Ross McCrory Is it Easter Road Or is it Pitodry Very quickly Alex Yeah listen I, I think it's always good To have options And uh, you know Ross has come through the, the academy Not playing a lot of football At Rangers So it makes sense For him to go But oh, you're making a, a, a judgement call Probably Aberdeen Right tonight's teaser Since 2010 Players capped by Scotland But less than five times And at some point In their career 50 or more games For Rangers You've got Neil Alexander Cammy Bell Ian Black Kirk Broadfoot John Fleck Charlie Miller Kevin Thompson Three to get go Jamie Murphy Nope um, Dale McInnes Yes Ooh. Oh what a show that is Shock that was yeah. uh, I'm going to go for Barry Mackay Brilliant well done And we've got one to go mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on you I knew Dig you wouldn't in. get this one. Oh, so it's Is it outright Many caps uh, One hmm. And he played 90 times for Rangers between 99 and 05. So he played with me. And and, <laughs> and his initials are. We've just been talking about Motherwell midfielders. You would also have found them in there at one point. Shoggy uh, Hughes. Stevie Hughes. Stephen Hughes. There yes. we go. Thank you, Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens. Big thanks to you for all the calls and tweets. It was extremely busy. On the phones A really really busy night A busy couple of days In Scottish football But we're back tomorrow We're here for you again At 6 o'clock With Gordon Biel And Roger Hanna Celtic in Champions League Qualification action as well So don't miss it Callum Gallagher is up next though It's good night from us Callum will look after you